Thanks for checking out the weekly sermon from Church of the Resurrection. We pray that God will use this message to speak to you and help you grow in your faith journey. We'd like to invite you to join us next week at one of our services, whether in live worship online at court.org live or in person at one of our locations in the Kansas City area. Church of the Resurrection is one church in multiple locations. To learn more about our service times and ministries, please visit core.org. We hope you enjoy this message. As we continue to celebrate student ministry this weekend, we are delighted to have one of our students here reading scripture for us today. My name is Zachariah and I'm a recent high school graduate. As we continue in worship, I invite you to hear these words of scripture from Nehemiah 4. We continued to build the wall. All of it was joined together and it reached half of its intended height because the people were eager to work. And in Paul's second letter to the church in Corinth, we read, so since we have such a hope, we act with great confidence. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing and understanding of scripture. Pastor Adam said, my name is Megan Del Grasso and I am the student ministry director here at our Leewood location. And I am so excited to get to be here with you today. Part of my role as the student ministry director here is an opportunity to pour into the lives of our sixth through 12th grade students and families. My family has been here just under two years and we moved from Pennsylvania to be a part of the resurrection community. And we have loved our time in Kansas and loved our time at resurrection. Today, I wanna to share just a little bit with you about where my faith story started. And it actually started over a hundred years ago with my great, great grandparents. My great, great grandparents actually lived in Kansas. So it's a full circle moment for our family that I get to be back here. And my great, great grandparents made a choice to raise their daughter Marie in church, hoping that she would experience a life of faith. And Marie grew up and chose the same thing for her daughter, Alice, raising her also in the church. And Alice did, made the same choice and raised her son, Ed, in the church. And Ed grew up and made the same choice for his daughter, Megan. That's me. And now I get to make the same choice for my own children. Six generations later, our family is still being impacted by the choice that my great-great-grandparents made over a hundred years ago. Not too long ago, I had the privilege of celebrating my great-grandma Marie's 101st birthday with my daughter who had just turned one at the time. And I love this picture of the two of them together because it shows a hundred years of a legacy of faith between them. I hope more than anything for my own children and their children and their children's children 
that they experience a life of faith because of the choices I make now. My family helped me to build a strong foundation of faith, but there are people sprinkled all throughout my life who helped me grow into the person I am today. There is Ted, who was the head usher at my church growing up, who invited my friends and I to serve as ushers and greeters. Ted cared about us and he talked to us every week, greeting us, asking about our tests and our dance classes and caring about the things that happened in our lives. Ted saw us. And of course there was Virginia who sat in the row just left of my family. And Virginia saw me as a teenager and talked to me and cared about me. And Virginia and her family were present at just about every church event and invited our family over for picnics and entrusted me to babysit her children. And she saw me and cared about me. And of course there was Jan, my high school Sunday school teacher who could have been in an adult Sunday school class, but instead took Sunday mornings to pour into a bunch of students in a tiny room in the top of the church with no air conditioning and a stained glass window that barely opened. And if it did open, it didn't do a whole lot. And a bright green leather couch that your legs stuck to when it was hot. And it was often hot because there was no air conditioning but Jan made sure that we had Bibles and knew how to use them and taught us scripture and asked us about our lives and cared about who we were. These individuals were pivotal in my own growth as a person and my own faith journey. My faith grew and became strong because of other generations who cared about me and saw me and poured into me. They showed me what it means to belong in a church. I don't remember the theology lessons or the scripture that they taught us, but what I remember is feeling seen and known. And I remember them showing up for me and caring about me and giving me a space to be me and modeling a life of faith. I remember that when life was difficult, they were there walking beside me. And I remember when their lives were difficult, they continued to model a life of faith in a hope-filled way and their faithfulness changed me. My faith is linked to all the people who came before me and poured into me and helped me know who Jesus was. People who served in student ministry and my family, but also people who just attended the church that I grew up in and were willing to care about a teenager who sometimes tried to hide in the back corner pew. When did your story of faith start and who did your story of faith start with? Today, our scripture is from the book of Nehemiah, and I love the story of Nehemiah for a lot of reasons, but we're just going to focus on one today. Nehemiah was of Jewish descent, although he didn't grow up in Jerusalem. 
And Nehemiah had heard that the wall around Jerusalem protecting it was largely in ruins. And he was so moved by this information that he asked the king if he could go into the community and help rebuild this wall. And what Nehemiah did was go into the community and rally them to work to rebuild the wall. And what we saw was generations coming to serve together side by side, parents and children and friends and neighbors and probably some people who didn't like each other very much, serving for a common purpose. And that brings us to our scripture reading today that you heard earlier in Nehemiah 4, 6, where it says, we continue to build the wall. All of it was joined together and it reached half of its intended height because the people were eager to work. And now when I read that scripture, I thought who would be eager to build a wall because manual labor is just not my favorite and that did not sound interesting or fun to me. And it reminded me of our summer serve trip to Costa Rica this year with our juniors and seniors. So my co-leader Joyce and I, we were assigned this uh, area of the church that we were building where what we were doing was moving dirt and moving gravel and moving concrete blocks so that we could flatten out the earth so they could have a patio at the back of their church. And I was not excited. I cannot express to you how not excited I was to be moving dirt and concrete and gravel for four days. It just did not sound fun to me. But I have to say, it wasn't long before all of us were eager to work. And we weren't eager to work because the work was particularly fun because it wasn't particularly fun. We were eager to work because of the relationships that we started building as we began the work together. We had deep conversations about life and faith. We shared our hopes and dreams. We talked about our favorite restaurants and sang songs together. We asked each other's advice about things and talked about complicated, hard life things. And our team bonded and we were eager to work, not because of the work, but because of the community. And I have to imagine that they, that same experience was happening in Jerusalem as well. That these different generations were coming side by side together and singing together and talking about their hopes and their dreams and their goals, sharing stories about their lives. And my guess is that their lives were changed because of the community not because the work was fun. It was hard, but because community matters and the community they built is even more important than the wall. Whether he knew it or not, Nehemiah would leave a legacy, not just because of the wall that would be built, but because of his willingness to pour into a community that could have been just as easily ignored. I bet Ted and Jan and Virginia didn't realize the legacy they left by caring about a teenager in church, someone they could have easily ignored. But knowing that any time I walked into the church, I was welcomed and seen not just by my peers, not just by the people who worked in student ministry, but also by members of the congregation 
It changed me. And I have seen that story played out at resurrection over and over again. This year, I had the opportunity to be a part of a night where we learned that one of our confirmation mentors from 20 years ago, who took a brief hiatus of serving, came back to student ministry and was serving the same group of students that one of his former confirmation students was also serving. And this mentor, his legacy of faith has been significant in our student ministry impacting dozens of individuals over the last 20 years. I could go on about this story, but I will let them tell the story instead. My first entry was confirmation into serving with student ministry. And, and my wife had done this for my oldest daughter and I knew I had a son coming along and I thought, okay, I'm gonna need to do this. I'm gonna do this for my son. I'm probably gonna be his confirmation mentor in two or three years. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I ought to get some practice. So I kind of got hooked on confirmation. I did it for about 10 years. I had always heard about Scott. I didn't know who Scott was, but I had always heard about Scott. And I heard about Alan. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> on Sunday mornings. You gotta come sometime and meet Alan. I'll come on Sunday sometime. Um, <laughs> so I, I think we were like, the band was up there and I think I was standing next to you and I said, is that Scott? <laughs> And yeah, said, yes, I think I, think I remember I go, that. Oh my gosh, I am 99% <laughs> sure he was my confirmation leader and a metamorphosis leader as well. So you you absolutely made my night. <laughs> Alan shows up for confirmation. I show up to teach confirmation. <laughs> Liam is born. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Probably around the same time too. After you know, I you led uh, confirmation. I signed up for confirmation band right after that and wow, I, I was in confirmation I didn't know that. band for like three or four years. I grew up in this church, I went to youth group and I really think it made me kind of this man who I am today. The formation of my faith is mainly based on these two guys right here. To have a foundation of people that are willing to listen to you every day, or every week, probably most of the time twice a week, and have that comfortable place to just open up mm. and kind of ask all the questions you possibly can. And we may not know all the answers, but we're all, all gonna figure them out together, or we won't, and <laughs> we'll have a good laugh about it. Faith is a journey. It changes over a lifetime, mm -hmm. and, 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 um, and I think it should, that we're all kind of on this journey, journey together. You know, it was definitely a very rewarding experience watching mm -hmm. you all those four years, you know, grow into the man that you are today. So, it really was. Thanks Thank you. That. Yeah. The legacy of faith Scott and Alan will leave by showing up for students and building an intentional community is something that will last beyond our students' time in ministry with us, but it will last well beyond any of our lives. When we show up for students, it gives them a sense of hope. Our second scripture reading today was from 2 Corinthians, and it's a book that consists of a letter from the Apostle Paul with words of encouragement and love for the church. And Paul shared this. So since we have such a hope, we act with great confidence. Imagine that being the lifeblood of our students, that they are so infused with hope from a relationship with Jesus that they act with confidence in everything that they do.
And this year in youth group, we are gonna be centering our theme around the idea of hope and how it plays into our everyday lives. We will be talking about hope in community and hope in relationships. We are gonna be talking about how to find hope in darkness and how to find hope in Jesus. We'll be having nights where we talk about mental health and friendship. We're gonna be talking about how to distinguish what's true and what isn't true. And our goal for the end of the year is that we send our students out into the world filled with hope. Just a little over a year ago on a leadership retreat, our students communicated to us that more than anything, they wanted a student ministry where they felt like they could belong. And I was sharing with you a hope and a dream that more students would find their way into student ministry and find a place of belonging. And I'm excited to share with you that it worked. This year at Leewood, we had over 670 unique students walk through our doors, 161 of them. It was their first time with us. We handed out over 200 Bibles to students. And for some of them, it was the first Bible that they had ever received. We learned that students on average come 11 times a year, but if they come to a community building experience, like a retreat or a mission trip, that average moves up to 19 times a year. And we did a ton of fun things. We had a chief's party because how could you not? And we had a PJs and pancakes night and a Christmas party where we had so many students that we started giving away decorations as prizes. And we had Pastor Adam come and answer hard and complicated faith questions. And we made him a birthday video on our summer serve trip. And we spent part of our year talking about mental health and hanging out with therapy dogs. But more than anything, we built community together. I got to see students walk in at the beginning of the year, not knowing anyone and walk out at the end of the year with a community of people who deeply loved them. Here is a recap of this year. This is who we are. We are getting an opportunity to help students find belonging in Christian community. Student ministry is where students grow into resilient and faithful leaders, where they find identity in Christ and discover Christ-like empathy for others and live into a future filled with hope. And this year we have seen all of those things and from that a burst of spiritual depth in our students. I just want you to imagine with me just a few weeks ago on our high school mission trip where our 
Student Worship Director Zay led our students in a time of prayer, inviting them to go around the room and receive prayer from a leader. And what we actually experienced was not only students receiving prayer from a leader, but students offering to pray for our leaders and students offering to pray for each other and students spending even more time in prayer than we had expected. And later that evening, a student went up to another student and said to him, I didn't get a chance to pray with you earlier today. Could I pray with you now? And then the next night, our seniors initiated even more time in prayer, recognizing that it was one of their last moments together as a community and spent time together in prayer. And these things only happen because of the goodness and faithfulness of who God is. And when I think about students radiating hope into the world, I think about our students who are doing it right now. And they're doing it because people like Scott and people like Alan showed up and cared about our students because we have leaders who are excited and eager to build community. And I know that this year we will send out even more students to radiate hope into the world. And I know that it will change the landscape of the next generation of students in Kansas City. As I was reading about hope in students, I found an article specifically about how hope can impact a student's educational journey. And this paper by Jennifer L. Bichant summarized research she found that illustrated how hope positively is associated with outcomes like self-efficacy, optimism, higher grades, life satisfaction, athletic achievement, physical health, and social competence. And I'm sure none of that is a surprise to you. Hope changes us. But it goes on to talk about how hope is something that we can control. And one way hope has been shown to be instilled in students is through adults showing up for them. And it says that adults can show up for them through trips and before school and after school and through sports and hobbies and extracurriculars. And it says that adults inadvertently plant seeds of hope by spending large amounts of time with students. And that is exactly what we get to do in student ministry. That is what Scott did for Alan and Alan did for Liam and Liam is doing for the next generation of students in the band. And that it was, was what happened when people were building the wall in Nehemiah. If showing up for a teenager gives them hope, if showing up for another person gives them hope, I'm in and I want you to be in too. This year, we had over 130 volunteers serving on a regular weekly basis with our students, infusing them with hope and helping to build community and providing a legacy of faith that will outlast their lifetime. And usually when I ask students what their favorite part of a youth group or Sunday school or confirmation is, you would think that they would share things like the pizza parties and the Christmas parties, but instead they will say things like this, Bill, Lisa, Maggie, Layla, Ryan, Jake, Renee, 
because it is the mentors who show up in our students' lives that make the biggest impact. I got a chance to sit down with a student this week and hear her share about how her life has been changed by students she met and volunteers she encountered this year. And I'd love for you to hear her story. What is your favorite part about being involved in student ministry? So I came at the beginning and I was just coming to Wednesday nights, um, just hanging with, with my friends, doing some worship, stuff like that. And then I went to fall retreat and uh, met some more group leaders. I really enjoyed them, I really liked them, and I liked the conversations that we were having there because they were more serious. And then I decided to come to Sundays as well and I've been doing both since then. The leaders in Wednesday night small groups initially just drew me in, made me feel really welcome and like I belonged there. Um, it was really easy to join in the conversations just of how they led them. And then when I went to fall retreat, I got um, invited to Sundays through uh, my fall retreat small group leaders. And now they're my Sunday school leaders and I love them so much. And they um, helped me in my faith and they originally got, there, got me there. So. I'm really grateful for them and all that they've done for me. <laughs> the conversations we have on Sunday mornings are really important to me because not only are they building our faith and teaching us new things, it's also a really trusted environment. It's a smaller group, so you can have really meaningful conversations and share things about your personal life that maybe you don't with everyone else. And it's just a safe space for you to not be judged and to be cared for and cared about. Another thing that's really important to me is that my leaders, they always come support me. So I play volleyball and Jill, one of our leaders, comes to see my games and they all watch the Facebook live stream from home if they can't make it. And it just feels really nice to have that community behind me. Like, I know they're there even if they're not physically there. Like, I know they're thinking of me and I know that they want the update on if I won or not and stuff like that. And they'll, they just really take the time to learn about you, learn what you do, and then support you in those things. Ayala is here because a student invited her to a fun fall kickoff, but Ayala grew in her faith because mentors chose to show up to a cold November retreat where we were throwing pumpkins off of towers and playing night strike and cooking hot dogs over the fire and canoeing in the lake, holding on to hand warmers. They didn't have to go, they didn't have to show up, but they chose to. And they didn't have to invite Ayala into a deeper relationship with Jesus, but they chose to. And now Ayala is just one of our rays of hope impacting the Kansas City area. Our mentors are helping students to build a foundation of faith that will outlast their lifetime and infusing hope into the lives of students, not because they know all the answers and not because they're biblical scholars, but because they care. Last week, one of our students said to me, Megan, we just need people who will listen to us. There's power in that simplicity. I want to invite you to help us to infuse hope into the lives of our students. Maybe that is serving as a mentor. This year, we need 50 new mentors in anticipation of the growth that we have been experiencing and 50 new mentors will allow us to serve 250 additional 
students. Maybe instead of being a mentor, it is helping greet or helping to hand out pizza, or maybe it is helping with check-in at one of our locations. You can go to core.org next to get more information about that. Or maybe for you, it is talking to a student that is near you. It is inviting a student to serve alongside you in an area where you serve. I served in church because adults saw me and invited me in, not because my parents signed me up and not because I was engaged in student ministry, but because other adults cared about me. Parents, next week on August 20th at 9 a.m. at all of our locations, we are kicking off our Sunday school. And here at Leewood, we are kicking off our confirmation. And parents can get all of the information from our staff and meet our mentors who are gonna be pouring into our students this year. We even this year have a dedicated online confirmation program for our students who can't be here in person. And you can get more information on that at resurrection.church students. And students, this invitation is for you. You have a ton of things pulling you in different directions but I wanna invite you to our fall kickoff on August 27th. Our middle schoolers will be meeting from two to four and we will have water slides and dunk tanks and Kona ice and a street full of foam. And it is going to be a wet and wild fun time. And high schoolers, we are gonna be meeting from six to eight and we are gonna have a taco truck and laser tag and mobile video gaming truck and also a street full of foam and we will top it all off with a paint party and it is going to be awesome and we would love to have you there. Friends, I don't have all of the answers to all of the deep questions in the world and I am not a perfect person. But what I do know is that when generations eagerly come together to serve side by side with each other and with our students, building community, students like Ayala and Liam are changed. And they get an opportunity to see Jesus through us. We may never know the impact that we have on someone else or the impact that our choices will make, but my guess is that today while I was speaking, there was someone that you were thinking about, someone who saw you, who poured into you, who passed on a legacy of faith to you. Would you consider doing that for someone you haven't even met yet? My story started with decisions people made over 100 years ago. And someone's story might be starting with you today. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for those who have poured into us, for the legacy of faith that started thousands of years ago, God, and for all the generations who have come before and are yet to come that long to know you and experience the hope that only you can provide, God. And as we move into this new school year, I ask that you just give hope to each one of the students going back to school and heading off to college, that they would know you and see you, and that people would know them and see them. Amen.
Thank you for watching this week's sermon. We'd love for you to join us again for live worship online or in person. To learn more about Church of the Resurrection, please visit core.org. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.